0: Good morning. It is opening season. Anyone get a deer? I don't know. I, I thought I would ask. It's stupid. Um, but uh, just last week wore camo. And if you know anything about me, I don't care about hunting. So I wore like a Hawaiian shirt because why would you? Why would you want to go sit in a cold deer stand, wake up super early when you can go sit at the beach, right? I go catch some waves, right? Instead of uh, doing all that stuff. And so this is my. Uh, vacation Joe shirt, how about that? Um, we are in the series and we're talking about the values of Fieldstone and really why we drive the values uh, and we, we brought this up. It's not like the most spiritually deep thing. Uh, it's not the where we're going to dive into scripture and really dig in, but it's something that as a church, it's a direction that we're heading in. It's a direction that we, we filter all of our questions, all of our thoughts, all of our decisions, our groups around, that that these four values should be a priority within our talks, within our small groups, within our student groups, within our kids, when you walk through the front door. And so that's why we were like, hey, let's, let's talk about, let's refresh uh, about these concepts, because when you talk about Fieldstone, hopefully people mention a, a few of these values, if not all of them, and say that is what describes Fieldstone. Now, Justin to, talked about last week, uh, or the first week, family-focused. Uh, he did a great job on that. And these are all recorded within our website or, or our podcast. Um, you can go listen to them. Uh, the teaching, uh, the second week was teaching is energetic and relevant but at the same time, we don't sacrifice the difficult truth. Last week, he did a great job of talking about simple and balance because sometimes within life and even within the church, it can feel like we're go, 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 but we need to have that balance of rest and work and at the same time, keeping things simple and keeping the main thing the main thing. I swear Justin gives me this talk because he doesn't want to do it, Uh, but he gave me super friendly and I just kind of want to start off with the idea like, an apology because I'm not always the friendliest person you'll meet in the church, right? <laughs> like, literally, I think my wife should be up here giving this talk, if you know anything about it. She, she is super friendly. She is bubbly. Uh, I, you know, I would rather be hanging out with middle school, high schoolers. I'm that awkward adult most of the time. Right now, I'm reading a book, How to Talk to Anybody, because I real. <laughs> True story, because I realize that sometimes I just struggle with having conversations because uh, that's usually the first step. And so as we talk about this value, super friendly, uh, hopefully today we can talk why is this an important thing? Why does this need to be something that we are all chasing after as a church? And it's not just for first-time guests, right? It's, it's, that's not the point. This is for everybody, that when they feel They walk into Fieldstone that they feel super friendly. It's like going into that friend's house, and I always knew as a kid that if I was welcomed into a home, if I could open up the refrigerator door and look what was inside a home, I knew like they they accepted me. They they allowed me, and so that's where I always felt the most comfortable. Um, One of the first times this is. Me and Leah were still dating, I've been here almost four years, or five, five years now, and uh, you know, me and Leah weren't uh, married yet, and we were dating the first time that she came here. Uh, it was before the construction ever happened, so that it was weird. The nursery used to be right behind those glass windows. We had a room right there. Um, and the kids' area was the lobby. So some of you are like, what? We had this awful drop ceiling, stuff like that. And um, so the coffee bar was back here in the corner in the auditorium. Um, and first time Leah came to church here, check it out. We were dating, started a new job. And uh, she, you know, I'm out doing my own thing, and she's in the back, and I kind of just like abandon her, which I typically do sometimes, and walk away when I feel really busy, like I got something to do. Um, And I remember on the ride home, first she got mad at me that I left her, uh, and then she told me that, she's like, you know what, Joe, I, because she was looking it through the lens, like, this could be my, my future husband's, like, church, this could be my church in the future. I remember the first thing she told me was, like, I, I've never been in a church where I felt so greeted. Like, people didn't know who she was. She just kind of came in. It's like not like we made a big deal about that. Uh, but the way that people greeted her, she, had, she was super friendly. Now, some of you have similar stories. Some of you have, might have the complete opposite story here, where you walked in and, and you didn't feel that. But as we talk about this, this is not something that we feel like we've arrived at. In no way, shape, or form do we feel like we are the most super-friendly church, or is that the way that you would describe Fieldstone? Um, but it is something that we desire. And it is something that we, you, we hope that everyone that calls Fieldstone home would participate in that, because it's it's more than just being super friendly here at church. It's a, it's a way of life. It's it's something that we encourage everyone here in church and outside the church because the way that we interact with others is the way a lot of times people see Jesus. It is the way they see Jesus, it is the way they see church, it is the way they even just view what you believe in and how you operate. And so home. I went to a grocery store one time, and I remember I was getting a meal, and this was probably like six, eight years ago, and it was like behind the counter, hot meal, and the guy must have been grumpy. I don't know what was going on. He started scooping my sesame chicken into the box. Uh, Actually, he scooped my friends first, and then he gave me like half the portion my friend got. And so I looked at the guy, and I was like, you need to add more in there, right? And the guy was really grumpy. Uh, he was kind of mean, just didn't look at me, whatever, rolled his eyes, and I'd never been back to that grocery store. Because we know the effects of attitude, and we know the effects of friendliness on us. If we walk into a business, and we know that, man, this person is really fighting for me, or this person really cares about me, this person is really friendly, we tend to, to want to purchase something. We tend to want to give them our business. And like I said, the, the opposite is true. And it doesn't even have to be a business. Think about a Michigan game. How you know, many Michigan fans in here? No? Cool. That, I, mean, I could care. I'd like, I don't care about college football. i would just be there. But you, I went to a Michigan game last summer uh, or last fall. I just remember... The amount of people, when you get in that arena, you are high-fiving, you are talking to everyone because you're all on the same team, you're all circling around this concept because you're all rooting for Michigan to win. Now, more up my alley is I've been to like 30 different wrestling events, actually over that. Uh, I've been to, if this might impress some of you, and some of you are going to roll your eyes, I've been to like eight Wrestlemania's. Okay, some of you are like, what are you even talking about? It's a big deal, all right? Um, but the idea is that, man, you get some of the friendliest people there because everyone there is circling around a, a concept, a similar thing. We tend to find the most friendly places, the most interaction, the most conversations when they circle around a concept, a theme, a person, a, a sports team, a WWE wrestler, right? A concert, a band, a brand. Taylor Swift, right? That type of thing. But the truth is, as we're talking about this idea of super friendly within the church. We are not a business, right? We're not WWE. I'm not doing, you know, whatever, jumping off the top rope anything here. We're not selling anything. We are a church. We are a, a place that offers hope We are a place that offers people to experience Jesus, to circle around Jesus, to worship Jesus, to be in community, to hear about the life that he came to give us. That's what we have in common. Yet sometimes within the church, it can be the most unfriendly place in the world. You can feel dismissed, forgot about, I'm guilty of it. It's happened to me, and I've done it to people. I know that. But as we talk about the values and everything going on, as the world changes, we still want to be super friendly. We want to strive for it. As our building changes, we want to be super friendly. As people on stage change, as people sitting around you change, we want to be super friendly because... Even if everything else fails, even if we still want to be known as super friendly. That is the something that stands us, that causes other people, to, or causes our church to stand apart. Because the truth is our building has changed, right? Our faces have changed. The people on stage, not, no, they don't have not change, right? That's a good thing. But they could change. They could, in all seriousness, programs, small groups, the church style, the structure, you know, kids' ministry, all of that all had the potential to change, but within these values, we don't want them to. And that is something that we are asking you as the church leadership, the elders, the deacons, the staff, we are all fighting for to keep and to maintain, because the fear is we could lose them. The fear is, as new people come in, they'll never know them. And slowly, that's how culture begins to change. That is why we're doing this series. That's why we want to reintroduce and re-talk about these important values that we believe as a church. Now, I do have scripture for today. Uh, And I think it's just one of those scriptures that within the early church, uh, within the church, we we really draw to and we we always go back to to make sure that we are on the right track is Acts 2, verses 42 through 47. I'm going to read this. It's going to be up on the screens. It says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer, who were being saved. Whenever the, the church tends to have a series like this as they talk about values, this is a passage that is mandatory to come up, right? It is the early church. This is what all other churches build their foundation on. First thing I want to start off is what this verse does not say. This verse does not say that we need the coolest building or the best place to meet, This verse does not say we only interact with people like us or have the same interest or lifestyle as us. This verse does not say to only have church community on Sundays. This verse does not say just showing up to church is your responsibility. This is for all of us as we read this this is the foundational that every one of us is going, okay, are we doing this? Is this what we're you know, we're taking the things out of it. There are so many people that we can look to and, and, and to see that as we look at this passage, there's something about it that comes alive. Because I look at the passage and the first thing that kind of pops out to me is the giving part, right? Like, I'm not, you know, you're, you read it and you're like, oh my goodness, that means I have to sell my boat. Like, or something like that, or, or sell my, my lake house, or a car, or whatever, extra or whatever, whatever it is. And that's kind of sometimes what we hear out of that passage. That this community came together and sold and gave and new, which is very, very important, right? But back then, people were used to giving, because they gave to Caesar. They, they gave with expectations within the community. Like, it, there was a big thing within giving. There is, uh, within the temple courts in Israel, there people would sit out the side, you know, like you would always, the lame beggars, and, and you would read within the passage. They were out there because a, a good Jewish person would give. And so they would sit out there with their hands. You can read with an Acts, I believe, 3, where uh, Paul heals. The, the, the lame man, and he's out there handing, he goes, I don't have any gold or silver for you. And the idea is that they were used to it. That was the concept. But something that we never kind of picture is the attitude within that. Because not so much, the actions are very important, but it was always the heart behind it. They were sincere hearts. They gave willingly they didn't give out a neutral. They didn't give out a anger like they had to pay taxes. They weren't mad. They weren't selfish. They did it with sincere hearts. They were glad. They were. They shared. They were super friendly. And even today, I think of this as, you know, Lee and I, we, we tend to have people over, uh, neighbors within our neighborhood a lot often, but uh, I think about we tend to and this is a comfort thing, this is you know vulnerable we we tend to invite people we're comfortable with. you know, but we the people that uh, that are maybe in the same age or same lifestyle or same you know, at the time period within their their marriage or anything like that, yet we don't see that within the early church. I love the fact that there was no, you know, I could just picture, because the picture is all generations come together. All families, whatever you looked like, came together and they ate together. And they met in the temple courts daily. But their attitudes is the one thing, I think the most important thing that we should focus on. It was sincere hearts. It was gladness. Enjoying the favor of all people. They did life together. Because they truly loved each other. They, put, they didn't just put up with each other. They didn't just tolerate each other. They saw each other the way Jesus saw each other. And one of the, I was sitting down here, and I didn't sit, do this for second service, but one of the things that I was thinking about, because I was thinking about my own, my own self. Because, you know, like I said, I'm sometimes not the most friendliest person And I think my own self, what usually stems from that, is my inability to see others like Jesus saw them. It's my inability to get the focus off myself and to focus on him. And I believe that's what we saw in the early church. They didn't do it just to do it. They did it because they had the good news. They did it because of the hope that Jesus brought. They did it because they realized that the death and the resurrection of Jesus was their freedom. It was their way to God. And they were excited and there was no other response besides to have gladness and sincere hearts. And to share in everything, that was their only response. But like for me, sometimes, I focus on myself, I focus on my comfort, I have focused on worry about if I'm going to be socially awkward when I talk or if I'm making the wrong verbiage or anything like that. Um, I think, as a church, when we look at this idea of super. Friendly, what we are really asking you to do is to see others like Jesus sees them. When people walk through the door for the first time or for the millionth time, the way they are greeted, the way they are, feel about themselves, the way... They are, are talked to here at the church. The way they are looked at here at the church is a big deal. And I, I want to say is we haven't arrived. You know, you're like Joe. I didn't experience that day exactly. That's why I'm talking about it. Because our desire is that man. We want you to see the other people the way Jesus saw other people. Because when we start living super friendly, when we start going back to Acts. and we start trying to live that out, then we start coming to a point that maybe our homes become other people's homes when needed. That when people walk in this building, they know we are going to love and protect their kids. That there is genuine and mutual respect for each other here. That when you're hurt or going through a hard time, that there are people in this church that will hurt with you. That that people, even though they know your flaws, they know where you've been, they know what type of person you are or you were, but you can still come here and show your face. Because guess what? We're super friendly. Acts 2 is that picture. It's the attitude picture that we want. When you really boil it down, people weren't forced, fake. They genuinely were friendly. They genuinely cared for each other. And they wanted Jesus to be the one who got all the glory. It takes, sometimes what it takes is just a simple conversation. It takes a simple hi. Look at someone you don't know right now and just say Hi. Go ahead, do it, do it, do it, come on. Look at someone, just say hi. You don't know. Cool. See all, yeah. That's all it takes sometimes, right? To feel super friendly, is to say hi to people. And that's what we desire a simple conversation with someone sitting by themselves, treating other, kids, or other people's kids with love and respect, being willing to show other people the rope when they come in with deer-in-the-headlight look as they walk through the, the building, not knowing what to do, where to go, where to drop off kids, what's, what's the, the process or anything like that. We want to make people feel comfortable. We want them to feel welcome. We want them to feel like this is home and they can walk in and open up the fridge and they can look around. Because that's, that's our desire. That's our value. That's what we're chasing after. I got to say this too. At the same time, that doesn't mean you're going to go up and give a hug to everybody, okay? <laughs> right? Because not everyone wants a hug from me, and I get that. And not everyone wants to hear my life story, right? And I get that. But guess what? Some, some of us in the room... Some people might want a hug from you. Some people might want to hear your love, your life story. Know that you've been where they were, right? And the truth is, if you let uh, Justin and me just kind of, you know, try to lead out the super friendly and talk with most of the people and stuff like that, we're just going to attract people like us, and that's going to be a pretty sad church. And so as we talk about this concept a super friendly it's like oh Joe this is such a, a easy like easy topic right but the application is so hard because the application is you not focusing on yourself you dropping away your worryness, your anxiety your what, what am I going to say any of that taking that all away and focusing on Jesus and trusting him that man he has a purpose for me He has a plan for me. And he loves this person that walked through the door. Like I said, could be there a millionth time coming through. They could be this tall coming through. They could be this tall coming through. Doesn't matter. That we see them as Christ saw them, as valuable, as loved, as known, and as needed. That's what super friendly is. Getting the focus off ourselves and loving others like Jesus loved them. John 13, verses 34 through 35 say, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's what we're called to do. Very practical. Hard application, hard to do sometimes, right? But at the same time, you want to experience Jesus in a deeper way? Maybe have a conversation with someone that you maybe avoid. You want to love Jesus in a a new, fresh way and experience him? Maybe get get out of your comfort zone and go talk to that new family. You want to experience Jesus? In a new way, maybe it's volunteering, like uh, Phil said when he was up here, and loving uh, on families as they, in the kids' ministry, in our student groups. People will know that we are different <laughs> because our super friendly stems from our love and the way that we view others. We need to learn to love better. I need to learn to love better, right? Not arrived. I don't know if I ever will, but by the grace of Jesus and by his love that he gave me, uh, I might be able to get somewhere. And hopefully the same thing for you too. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for Fieldstone. Thank you for the church that you have developed, that you have brought together. Everyone here is not here by mistake. But Lord, I just pray that We would just be a place where people feel comfort. People feel like they are a friend here. People feel like they are known here, Lord. And I pray that if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, doesn't know the ultimate comfort, the ultimate love, that they would begin to ask questions or even accept it today, that they would dive in and begin to discover who you are. Jesus, thank you for this church. Thank you for the people. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Hope you guys have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week, kicking off Tension.